0: another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. I want to greatly appreciate you listening to another episode and welcome to a fantastic show that we're about to give you. We are going to be interviewing Jack Bardos from Rocket City Stippling and he is an amazing dude. I'm telling you, uh, he is fucking great. I enjoyed the absolute shit out of this podcast and uh, I'm just looking forward to it. So, before we start getting into that, let's go ahead and start breaking down the house rules. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. It is the best way to keep up to date with the new episodes that we come out. Also, if you can, leave us a review. If you leave us a good review, it is the best way for people to find us when they're looking for gun related content on their podcast subscriber. Also, go ahead and check out our social media. We are on Facebook uh, under the number 2A Lifestyle and on uh, instagram to spell out T W O A lifestyle and we also have a patreon and what's awesome about the patreon is that it is whatever you guys gives us goes directly back into this podcast it goes to publish the uh, podcast every, every every other week uh, whenever we do it it also goes to buy new equipment like this awesome new uh, microphone that I'm talking about. I'm fucking sorry, guys. I already did the interview with Jack, so I'm kind of doing the intro and outro, and it's getting a little fucking late after working today. So if I'm starting to sound a little loopy, uh, that's gonna be the fucking issues. Uh, but anyway. Uh, go ahead and check us out on Patreon. Anything you guys gives us goes straight back into the podcast to make this a better product for you guys. Also, Shot Show is coming up. Uh, I am very much looking forward to that. So, anything you guys gives us for Patreon also goes towards us going to Shot Show, and that is going to be good to give you guys the latest and greatest on updates and news from the guns industry when Shot Show comes up. Also, if you haven't already, uh, go ahead and check out our website. We are on 2ALifestyle.com. We post uh, our episodes there. We also have a little swag store there. And also, we post some articles about what's going on uh, in the gun industry there. So go ahead and check out 2ALifestyle.com. And with that, let's go ahead and start getting into our uh, interview with Jack from Rocket City Stip. You can't go back, Wanted the Ferrari, I walked up and bought it. I don't even think I thought twice that I thought it. Niggas on never going back, where I started. Chopped up the roof, I could see where my guard is. I wanted to the despite it, I walked up and bought it. I don't even think I thought twice that I thought it. travel around the same hood that I in. Can't let the rats live. Hey, a Jack from Rocket City Stippling. Uh, so, Jack, let's just go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners.
1: All right. Well, my name is Jack Bardoz. Um, I'm the owner and operat- operator of Rocket City Stippling here in Huntsville, Alabama. We uh, we customize Palmer firearms, basically. Um, Stippling, Serica, um, been doing it for three years now. And um, so far, um, it's been a really, really good and been I've been. I started doing this full time since last October. Um, but yeah, that's about it, really.
0: <laughs> awesome, man. So, uh, you say you're in Huntsville. You are a fellow Bama boy with me. Uh, are okay. you from from the Huntsville area? No, sir.
1: Um, I'm actually an immigrant. I'm not even an American citizen yet. <laughs> that's
0: awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, so Tell um, me about
1: that. Yeah. Um, you know, I came from the Philippines. Uh, I don't know if you can tell my accent, but uh, I, Total in America. I've been here for about 13 years now um, You know, I came to America when I was 20 um, you know and When I came to America 13 years ago, you know, it was it was more of a You know, hey, I got this opportunity now and I wanted to do something and I did work for the restaurant business for the longest time. You know, um, I three days when I arrived in America, I actually started working under the table in a Mexican restaurant, <laughs> and, <laughs> then, uh, and and then got into this company called Jason's Deli. I don't know if you heard that company before. Um, it's a it's a it's it's a it's a, a million dollar rest, uh, sandwich shop basically. Um, and then I, I've worked for them for 11 years. And and uh, I was a GM um, for about 10. And um, I left and, you know, did full-time stippling, uh, you know, last October. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, you know, obviously I have an FFL and all. Um, and that's really it, really. Um, and then I, I do this now.
0: So uh, is, stippling is primarily what you do. Uh, you don't do anything else. No,
1: th- this this is my full time. I have, I have, I have an apprentice that helps me out. Uh, he works about three four days a week, and um, but this is basically my main source of income now.
0: That's awesome, man. Uh, and so Rocket Civ- Rocket City Stippling's been around three years.
1: Yep, three years. So and, what and, for?
0: Go ahead. No, you go ahead, man.
1: Yeah, so really, you know, when I came, when, when, about five, six years ago, I got into competition shooting. And that's what really got me into the stippling part of it. And I wanted to get better, uh, you know, uh, on shooting wise and, you know, better grip, better recoil control, better recoil control, better shot placement. So I told myself, man, I love my Glocks and I, don't wanna, I, I didn't want to go to any other platform. And I was like, I need to do something, you know, and need to get, get better at it. And, and someone told me, man, you should get your gun stippled, you know. And I looked around and I, I said, like, man, I hate the look of it. And finally I found someone, you know, online and then I sent it out and I waited like six months for my spot. <laughs> so it was like, I was like, man, I was like that long and i said i was like man he might he must be really really busy if it's been you know if the lead times are that long and, and um when i got it back and i said wow it's like art you know it's just like it's really nice and it 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 is functional as hell and and i said like man i wanted to i wanted i said like i can definitely do this you know um I do have an artistic side. I used to, you know, draw and paint back, you know, when I was in the Philippines. I still do, um, and I started doing it, you know. And after, like, five arts, the fifth or the sixth gun, it, I posted it on, you know, one of those gun groups on Facebook, um, and then it just exploded, and. Like it took me about three days to kind of respond to all the DMs and stuff. And I said like, huh, I was like, this might just work. And now it's like crazy.
0: (laughs) That's awesome, man. And so is two employees, you and an apprentice?
1: No, it's just one employee and me.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, And what first got you into guns?
1: Um, My in-laws, basically. Um, Skit shooting. That was the very first thing that got me into guns. Um, you know, in the Philippines, we didn't really own guns. Um, they're very strict over there in terms of gun laws. Although the Philippines is the only uh, country in the Southeast Asia that is into guns. But because of, you know, gun laws and um, and poverty rate, only really the rich people can afford guns. So you thought, you know, I was just talking to... My friend over there a couple of days ago about him purchasing a gun, a uh, Glock specifically, man, he was talking to me, man, he got this price breakdown of everything. You're talking about literally double the price of what we pay, you know, so, you know, in, do- in dollar to, you know, to, to dollar conversion, you know, you're paying for like $900 to $1,000 for a Glock. So it's pretty crazy as of their pricing, and then if you convert that into pesos, a one dollar is fifty. So you're really dropping a lot of money, you know, forty, fifty thousand pesos just to buy, you know, pistol. So in in terms of you know the poverty rate, you know, it, guns are not really that important anymore because what's important is to feed your, your you and your family than owning guns. You know, not a lot of people have. Um, that that excess amount of money that they can buy guns, so that's why majority of the people that have guns out there are like rich people, people that can afford, and politicians.
0: <laughs> and so I heard you say that you were getting into competition shooting, and that's kind of what got you into stippling. Uh, do you still do competition shooting?
1: Well, I haven't been back in a long time, to be honest. I was back a couple months ago before COVID. Um, my apprentice is big into competition shooting, a really, really good shooter himself. Um, he goes, i but because of, you know, all these ammo shortages, he hasn't been out.
0: And would you shoot IDPA, USPSA you, three uh, gun?
1: USPSA.
0: The only way to do it, in my opinion. I'm sorry uh, to all you IDPA shooters out there, but
1: <laughs> that's the only way to do it. Oh, yeah. That's awesome, man. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. And, I love I mean, it and I wish I could do more. Well, just like I,
0: you said, I mean the ammo shortage. It. Yeah, the <laughs> ammo shortage is horrible right now.
1: Yeah, huh. and it's freaking expensive. I mean, I do have ammo to do it, you know. I I hoard a lot of ammo
0: myself. <laughs> Only way to do um, it, buy it cheap and stack it deep is what I was taught.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um you know, before all this stuff, this corona stuff. Um i i I had the feeling that this was about to go down to the u s and then, as much as they hate our president, I know they're gonna politicize this shit. I was like, Fuck it, you know what? I dropped like four thousand dollars in ammo. oh man <laughs> so this I'm was just... back you know January, and then I was just perfect timing. It's just I mean before that I used to buy bulk ammo anyways um I just wanted to add more in my stash.
0: I feel you on that man. So that's, that's pretty fucking awesome. Now I found you just through, uh, I think it was somebody had to have shared something and, uh, you were tagged in it and man, you do absolutely fucking amazing work. I mean, it is great. Uh, now, and I got to ask you, cause I saw on one of your stories not too long ago, uh, do you do all your stippling by hand or do you have some sort of like engraving machine?
1: Oh, everything's done by hand, dude.
0: (laughs) Oh, damn, dude. I mean, like...
1: From start start to finish, everything's done by hand. And, um, you know, a lot of people ask. It's just, you know, I do have some fancy tools that I use. I don't use Dremel anymore. You know, but it's the same idea. You know, I use a rotary tool and some Dremel bits and cutters and stuff like that. But everything's really done by hand. And, And... A lot of people don't know this like my custom framework like because it's so heavy into detail it's you know obviously number one it's the function that you want to you want to attain and then you know aesthetics is just the second part of it now obviously I kind of lean heavy towards the aesthetic because I'm like very meticulous about little things like I want this to look like this I want it to look as factory factory look as possible um, but you know, custom framework takes about eight to 12 hours max just for one gun.
0: Yeah. And I mean, your prices really aren't that bad. I mean, I've seen some stipple, uh, companies they'll charge, I mean, almost, I mean about five, $600, uh, for just like base packages, uh, like Cerakote and, uh, stipple. And yours, when I was looking, just looking again today, uh, depending on the gun, I mean, you're looking around uh, plus or minus a few, a uh, few bucks. But like, I mean, I'd say the average is like around three hundred, just depending on what gun you're going to get and everything you're going to do. But that's like the base package, and then of course, the more shit that you want to do, the more it's going to go up in price. But I mean, oh, yeah. all this, the stuff that I saw you do is it's, I mean, it's functional aesthetics. That that I think that's the best word I could say and because. Functional aesthetics because, uh, like, another great uh, custom uh, firearms engraver that I really enjoy is Dark Alliance Firearms. And I've tried to get them on the show, but they're on, they said they're on a contract with another uh, media program. But, you know, their stuff is almost more just aesthetics. Make it look pretty, make it look like, you know, it came through like a zombie apocalypse or whatever the fuck it may be. Almost look like a a statue. Uh, But, you know, it doesn't look very good functional. Like, you'd almost be damn ashamed to shoot that. Uh, but yours is that functional aesthetics to where you look at it and you're like, damn, this is sexy as shit, but it looks like it wouldn't, you know, the custom work that you're doing doesn't, um, subtract from any of the functional ability of, you know, the grip, uh, and and anything else like that. It it looks great.
1: Oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things, man. Um, there's so much that you can do, um, to improve the functionality of you know your, your your polymer firearm uh you know majority of what i do 95 percent of what i do is glocks and and once you do those you know just like the the basic things like you know the undercuts um you know that's already improving the functionality you know a lot of people when you shoot a lot when you start having that glock knuckle you know it, it, the, the undercut already fixes that issue you know, um, I've had a lot of issues myself back. Um, I, you, my support hand used to ride high when I used to shoot competition. And then what happens is when I shoot, my palm, my, my support palm, typically rides high. So I push that slide lock up because it slips up. And then, you know, being that, oh, I'm out of ammo. But it's not, I'm not really out of ammo. It's just every time, you know, I fire... I, as soon as the slide you know racks back i'm pushing the slide lock slide lock up and it's locked it's locking the slide all the time you know that's just me but um i had a lot of issues i thought it was just uh you know I, it's my gun whatever but really it's just i wasn't gripping right then my grip wasn't you know gripping enough.
0: <laughs> yeah that's awesome man uh so i mean yeah, and then go ahead
1: the uh the, the symmetrical patterns that you see that I do, um, you know, a lot of those tips those uh, those symmetrical patterns, different patterns that you see that you can't see anywhere, it's because those tips are basically handmade. So I custom handmade those tips for my wood burner to create oh, no different shit. shapes. Yeah, <laughs> you know when you buy a wood burner at you know you know Amazon or you know Hobby Lobby, they come in whatever tips you know, on a wood burner. So what I did was because everything looks the same and, you know, and the, everyone uses the the, the, the tips that it comes with it. So I said, like, I need to create different shapes. So I started playing with the shapes and, I've you know, I have a lot of created textures. It's just I haven't, you know, like it doesn't look right there and so there's only two three of them that i've created that look that looks really good and can and and it's functional so (laughs) a lot of
0: tips that's fucking crazy uh so i mean like i I mean i don't know that's that's just kind of i don't know just kind of wrapping my mind around that one uh so yeah that's that's pretty fucking cool um So, I mean, like I said, you do fucking amazing work. Have you done any big name clients or, you know, I don't know, you you know, do you have to sign NDAs or whatever? I mean, have you done like any for because, I mean, you did a a fundraiser recently, uh, which, I mean, we're going to talk about later. Uh, Props to you on that because, I mean, that's amazing. Anytime somebody in, in the gun community gives back to. Anybody, it's awesome. Uh, but I mean, have you had any big name clients, or is there any, you know, if we go look at, say, Jerry Mikulich's page, you know, is there like one Glock that you might have put your hands on or something like that?
1: Um, I've done a few. Um, um, um I did, um, let me see. Well, I've done one for, uh, well, actually, a shot show, I had four guns done up. So I did two for Apex Tactical. Uh, I did two of their um, – two guns for them, and I partnered with I think, JNL Machining and Blown Deadline, uh, great Cerco guy um, company, and I stippled uh, the guns. And then I did two for Nomad Defense. I don't know if you heard about Nomad Defense. Oh, yeah. um, they They make the most ergonomic aftermarket glock frame <laughs> um, i did two for them um i did um if you follow um alabama arsenal yeah yeah i did two for him um i did a glock and his sig p365 a uh, frame um i also did um tactical toolbox i don't know if you follow him yeah tube yep i've yeah, I've done one for him. Um, um, I've also done one for 715 Tactical. Um, I've also, I don't know who else other big guys have done. Um, most of it are like like Floyd Custom Shop, like a bunch of like slide milling companies, yeah. like Zephyr Position, who's also a big slide milling company. Um, I've done a bunch of guns for him Floyd custom shop if you know, um, they do m ps Slide, they, you know, that's what they do aftermarket magwells and mag extensions and you know slide cutting on M&P You know Smith & Wesson M&P slides um, I've done a few for them a couple actually um, And other other other, you know um, Gun modification uh, industry
0: that's pretty cool so uh, just wondering i know you said like 90 95 of your business is glocks i mean is there a particular type of firearm that you like to work on more than others is there some that you just fucking hate just because of uh the ergonomics or aesthetics already are hard to deal with and it takes a lot more work than than others because i mean glocks a pretty blank canvas you know it's a lot you know, that you got to move around with, but like, I know like the M and P's, you have different back straps, uh, and all that kind of stuff. The back straps themselves are a little bit thinner than, than uh, a normal, uh, polymer thickness on like a a frame, you know, grip on a, on a, on a frame. So, well, is there any, you know, some that you like to do something you don't like to do?
1: Well, you know, I don't really say no to any business. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'll take anything, um, uh, I've always had that mentality. Now, as for um, polymer, obviously, Glock and Springfield polymer is like the very best to melt and cut. Um, it's just they cut so smooth, and, and it's like you know, it, it, it's 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 also easier to melt. I'm gonna have to uh, stop right
0: there. People actually pay you to stipple their Springfields.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Enhance the grip zone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my God, there, there's, there's a much. lot
1: though. Very rare, but you know, I do get a lot of inquiries about it. But I've done a few. Um, I've done a few Springfield's, um, XD, XDS, XDM. Um, um, hate. I don't know if the, if if there's someone that I some you know a frame that I hate. Probably like the SIGs. SIG frames are like very horrible to melt. <laughs> um, I guess because not because I can't do it, it's because I mean they're really easy to do too. I mean they're quick to finish from start to finish. Um it's because their polymer mix. Um they have high glass consistency on their polymer mix. So when you try to create a shape, it's 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 not shape it doesn't shape well or it doesn't you know like when you put a tip like for example if you you have a star tip you melt it on a glock it perfectly shapes the star on the polymer on sigs they just don't <laughs> so wow. uh man they do but it's just it it's not as as pronounced as you know Springfield's and um glocks
0: I I never would have thought about that. I thought maybe it would be something, I don't know, like I said, like, you know, M&P backstraps, you know. You got to include the backstrap in your stippling. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, like, you know, they're a lot thinner than the normal grip. Uh, And since you brought up Springfields, and it blows my mind that people would want to have Springfields (laughs) stippled, have you ever done anything like a high point? I mean, you know, you see those stupid high point guns that people get seracoded or, or gold plated yeah. or dumb shit like that. Have you ever done a high point?
1: I I've never done a high point. Um,
0: would you do but a high I've, point? I've
1: done like, you know, um, like 1911 grip panels. I mean, that's basically it on, you know, um, actually like, like the MMP backstraps, you know, um, on the, on the full size ones or the, they they come with that rubber backstrap. Actually, it's a lot easier to melt rubber than that the, the the rubber backstrap than than the uh, sig polymer. <laughs> yeah. But um, you just have to be careful on the 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 mmp backstraps because you'll, you you can easily just go through and melt through the rubber backstrap. <laughs> um, you know, other than that, you know. Um, sig um, the archon type B I don't know if you've seen, you know you've helped yeah. shot one those are really horrible to melt <laughs> and just remember to high um, glass consistency on polymers basically come out more aggressive because they're glassy so they come out really really aggressive so for example, like my micro burst. Which is a good EDC carry when you go to, you know, on Glocks, um, on, on a Sig, it's gonna be like really aggressive. I have I to, gotcha. I have to literally lightly sand the surface just to take some edge off of it.
0: <laughs> That's cool, man, it, and it's crazy. I don't know. I just, I'm still blown away by people who get stipple on Springfield. I mean, the grip zone's already there. I mean. <laughs> this defeating defeating while you're paying that Springfield price. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome, man. Uh, so I'm gonna go. That's I mean, is there anything else? I mean, where where they can find you on uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff? Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Before we start on that, um, you just did the fundraiser uh, recently, and that's about when I reached out to you. Uh, tell tell me about the fundraiser, and it seems like y'all raised a good bit of money uh, for a good cause.
1: Yes, um, actually, um. I do a lot of fundraiser, you know. Um every single year, the last three years, and during holidays, I always raise funds um for Toys for Tots. So um I did that every single year since I started the business. That's been really nice and successful. Um, um couple years uh the last the past two years I've raised funds for uh um uh, FPC gun policy, um to help fight for our second amendment rights. Um, did that raised a good bit for that? I think we raised about five to eight thousand dollars for that. Um, and this year, um, you know, one of my friends, um, Joe Neal, his daughter, uh, Sophia Neal, Sophia Grace Neal, um, she was two when she got diagnosed for, uh, with leukemia. And then um, she basically went to, she's still ongoing chemo right now. Uh, I think she just finished her third, like third chemotherapy. I think there's like different process. Yeah. And you know even you know, you know she just turned three, and then still getting you know ongoing chemo, and um, you know I'm part of Joe Neal is it, it, a basically you know he's a friend of mine in one of the um, gun pages that is like a tight knit gun page, and um. He was just—it's just more of a brotherhood page, I guess. And you know, we're, we talk about guns too. And um, he posted about his daughter, and and I, I felt compelled to kind of like I gotta do. Something. And um, so when I did that, I started hitting up. You know, I said, man, I gotta do—I gotta do a fundraiser just to kind of help them out. You know. Chemotherapy is expensive, man. The travel. The travel back and forth and all the time, you know, that you got to go to the hospital. And then they had two other kids, young kids. You know, it, it, I know it was really, really hard for me. I mean, he, he, he won't say it, but I'm pretty sure it's very, very hard for them. Um, so I just decided to do, you know, a quick fundraiser. And then I hit up some of my, my friends on, you know, on Instagram and... You know, a lot of the companies, obviously. And then I told them, hey, would you like to help out? And um, they said, yeah, absolutely. So basically, we had about 34, 35 companies that joined. You know, big companies. Some some of them are really, really big, like Microtech. Um, Microtech, we have um, EC Knives on there. Um, we have uh, Apex Tactical. Um, and you know, lots and lots of really, really good people that I work with on a constant basis, and um, we—I basically gathered almost ten thousand dollars worth of products, and I said, "Man, if we can just make, you know, we can get this covered, you know, that ten thousand dollars would be a lot of help financially uh, for for Joe's family or or Sophia." And, um, man, you know, uh, at the end, you know, we ended up raising raising like $17,660 and a hundred percent of it went straight to them.
0: That's amazing, man. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I mean, and a lot, what a lot of people don't realize too, is, uh, not only, even if you have health insurance, you know, you got your deductibles, but also take taking off of work, you know, you got to take off work to, to travel to chemo and that's, and it's just something a lot of people don't realize, and that's amazing that you guys raised that much money for them. Uh, definitely, a huge shout out to them. Is there like a GoFundMe page that they might have up or anything?
1: Um, I'm not sure of that. <laughs> um, I got gotcha. you, but uh, I can definitely. Uh, I'm pretty sure they have a page. Um, I just never really, you know, thought about that part. Um, uh, because I everything went through my website. As of donations so you know so i could monitor it and track how much we were raising and um so i'm not sure but you know i can definitely give you his information and stuff i'm pretty sure you can you know um um do it you know donate something if you like
0: absolutely and so i mean just for now and you know if you just listen to this uh podcast and you hadn't go checked out social media uh you can reach out to rocket city stippling uh i'm sure you can reach out and find a way that you contribute if you want to because christmas is coming up you know a lot of people do like to donate you know giving a charity mm-hmm. mood kind of thing so uh it's a good sounds you know it's a good thing to, to donate your money to if you got some spare change to to donate so uh so with that we're gonna go ahead and start getting into kind of the news going around in the gun industry and the gun community uh before we get into that where can people find you website uh, facebook instagram
1: yeah, um, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. Um, we also have a website, www.rocketcitystippling.com. Um, those are the three platforms that I use majority of the time.
0: That's awesome. And before I start getting into the serious news, and this is just as serious, uh, but <laughs> last week or, or two weeks ago when I reached out to you, uh, you are a Bama fan, and the motherfucking Roll tide, tide rolled, rolled tide. yesterday. <laughs> Absolutely, it gave Lane.
1: me a heart attack.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. You and me both, brother. I mean, fucking Lane Kiffin, I never would have heard the end of it on SEC social media pages if Lane Kiffin would have fucking beaten Nick Saban yesterday. So, uh, I'm sure they're... the
1: most embarrassing loss, too.
0: Oh, shit. Absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> absolutely. Roll motherfucking tide on that, and let's start getting into yep. some news, man. Alright, this first news story comes to us from the Firearms blog. Uh, and just... As you stated, I mean we on two A lifestyle. I love to support the shooting sports. Anytime that there's something going on with shooting sports, I like to uh, you know, promote. Uh, collegiate shooter, shooting teams. A lot of people don't realize that uh, collegiate athletes, You know, we're talking about Alabama football, there are collegiate athletes in shooting. Uh, my, one of my favorite Facebook pages to follow, even though I hate the football team, is the Clemson shooting team. Uh, they have a pretty good social media presence, a lot of good videos on there. Uh, so I like to talk about them. And the next first few stories that we're going to be talking about, uh, it's got to do with the shooting sports. Uh, and like I said, this first one comes to us from the firearms blog. And the title of it is the Civilian Marksmanship Program Rifle Match Competition resumes at Camp Perry. Now this is just starting uh, after COVID. Uh, Camp Perry has been closed down a lot due to restrictions because of COVID, uh, but they are just now opening back up because of you know, after coronavirus being shut down. And that's awesome. Uh, you know, I think in Alabama, and I don't know if you've been, Jack, but uh, the Civilian Marksmanship Range up in Talladega. Have you ever been? Mm-hmm. CMP? Yep.
1: Yeah, I've, I've never been to there, um, but, oh, you know, my apprentice goes there all the time.
0: <laughs> it, it is a fucking treasure in the state of Alabama, uh, and, I mean, if you're anywhere near it, I suggest you go because it, it's, it's awesome, uh, especially they just redid it. Uh, I think they just finished it two or three years ago, uh, so there is a CMP, a civilian marksmanship program range at uh, Kent Perry, Ohio, and then one in Talladega, uh, and it's awesome. But the rifle uh, match just started back at Camp Perry, so That's good on them. Go ahead and getting that started again. Uh, the next one comes to us from Ameland uh, And Shellshock Technology sponsored shooters. They see are seeing a lot of success in matches. Uh, the shooters, Trevor Cotter, Albert Montinez, uh, Chase Reigns, and Garrett Schutz. Uh, they just competed in the 2020 New Mexico Section Championships held in Clovis, New Mexico uh and the same shooters uh minus shuts competed in the North Texas Open sectional in White Right Texas. Uh they all placed and they're going to be continuing to move on into the USPSA National Championship which is going to be held uh actually next weekend in Frostproof Florida. So uh that's pretty awesome. Uh definitely want to highlight those shooters. Going on to some more shooters. Uh, team Ruger racks up some more incredible wins in steel matches. Uh, Sturm, Ruger, and company, they announced... Uh, they are pleased to announce that their team, uh, Dave... And I'm going to fuck up this last name. Alhaso and uh, James McGinty. Uh, they captured multiple divisional wins in steel matches. Uh, and that was going to be in Old Bridge, New Jersey. So congrats to them. And... Next one, uh, Bushnell Optics and Hops Black, uh, their teams and their sponsored shooters. uh, They shot at the World Speed Shooting, uh, actually in September in Talladega at the CMP we were just talking about. Uh, Their team did pretty well there. And uh, that is going I think there's one more team. Yeah, Team JP Shooter, uh, Chris Barrett claims multiple Steel Challenge World Titles. Uh, he was actually one of the big winners out there in the 2020 World Speed Shooting competition in steel matches. So good on them, guys. Uh, going into some more good that's going on in the gun world. Savage Arms celebrates Hunter jerseys. 100, I don't know why the fuck I said jer- jerseys. Journeys with new campaign. Uh, Savage Hunt, you know, this is something that I think a lot of people, Jack, in our you know i don't want to say tactical but you know non-conventional uh firearms industry what you would i you would say tactical you know they don't understand i think they kind of lose the perspective that uh, a lot of the firearms industry is kind of the hunting uh conservation type of stuff uh oh, yeah. and i think that's something that we as shooters and especially younger shooters i mean uh, i'm assuming you based on what you said you're about 33 that's my age as well Uh, so like our age and younger, you don't really, well, except if you live in fucking Alabama, uh, maybe not so much in Huntsville. Y'all are bougie as fuck up there, but, uh, (laughs) you know, not a whole lot of young people are into like hunting and conservation. Uh, but that is a a key part of the farms industry. And that's how a lot of people get into shooting. Uh, I know that's how I got into shooting growing up was hunting with my dad. Uh, my first gun was h uh, and R 20 gauge single shot that we went hunting with and then moved on to the Ruger 10 22. And I still have that damn thing. And that's what really got me into shooting was the Ruger 10 22, but Savage arms, uh, is announcing a multimedia project called Savage journeys. Uh, and basically they're just asking people to, uh, put rounds on targets and also, uh, talking about skills that are crucial to successful hunting. Uh, so that's going to be a good little campaign that Savage is doing. Uh, good on them for doing that. Going into some other good news. Magpul uh, contributes $100,000 to the NSSF's 2020 uh, hashtag gun vote education campaign. That's now, right. you were talking earlier about how you knew uh, COVID was coming and they're going to politicize this. And it's just been a shit show called 2020 ever since then. Uh, and. The politics has been crazy. Uh, I think we either I think either we talked about it in the last episode, or uh, it came out soon after we released it. But uh, fucking uh, Michael Bloomberg put twenty two million dollars uh, for the twenty twenty campaign into Florida. Florida is a crucial state. You know, a lot of electoral votes. Uh, you know, Magpul donated a hundred thousand dollars. It's not twenty two million, but it's definitely something to help. Uh, educate voters out there and honestly you know i've said it in every podcast episode when politics comes up i don't give a shit how you vote uh as long as you're pro second amendment you know and that's something that i hope you go look into whenever you vote for these candidates um you know i I was
1: gonna see i was gonna say man you know as an immigrant myself you know um it really you know, it, it really baffles me how, how people are just willing to give up their rights, you know, it that easy. You know, it's just like, how can you not appreciate the constitution that was written by, you know, the forefathers of this country, what makes this country great. And, um, and, and people are just willing to give that away. You know, it's just like, oh man, because you're just in the gun industry. I was like, that's not about it It's being free dude, you know, um, how do you like in my country if I was still living there? Okay, when I already told you like the cost of the gun itself over there, you know, third, you know, 13 14 years ago You know, my daily allowance was only 50 pesos. That's one dollar dude, you know so you know, that was enough to feed my lunch and dinner. But if I would, there was no school bus or anything, you know, so I would wake up early and walk to school, college. This was just like literally 13, 14 years ago. I would walk to college because if I would use my money, you know, I would lose lunch or dinner, you know, I, I, going back to, to, you know, what what, what what's the link It's because there's in this country when you have A right and you can actually you have all the freedom that you can buy um, You know or to protect yourself It's 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 just You're not just thinking oh, can I feed myself today or can I buy a gun, you know, um, it's 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 hard man. It's you know in living in the Philippines and living in poverty. You don't really think about anything else about feeding yourself you know what can i eat today versus you know over here you have abundance of food you know you have so much freedom that you can you can do versus being controlled by the the, the government over there whatever the government tells you like currently right now you know in, in the philippines like because of covid you can you know it depends on the you know on your last name You can only go out twice a week, and then you have bracelets. If you don't have bracelets, it means you don't have a pass to get out. And then every end of the road has checkpoints. You know, you already have an impoverished country that is having a hard time. You try, you know, you make your money in a day-to-day living. You don't have WIC, you don't have food assistance, you don't have housing. You know, the only way for you to make money is actually make that money that day. Now you don't have you can't get out You can only get out twice a day How and then the government gives you Rations, you know, it's it's like, uh, you know Man, why is why you know what and then we we are here very great I'm very grateful that we're in the you know I'm here that you know, my family get to enjoy the freedom that and all the things that this country has given me, you know and then people are just willing to give that away. It just blows my mind.
0: You know? Well, and it's crazy how you, I know I'm very familiar with the Philippines. Uh, you know, I know the Philippines also has a lot of uh, uh, insurgents, like in, you know, rebels, uh, re- you know, religious radicals there. Because uh, yep. I know the U.S. Special Forces does a lot of training with the Philippine Special Forces to help combat that. And so, I yep. mean, on top of just the oppressive government, you also have that internal threat, you know, in the jungles of the Philippines, you know, depending on where you live. You know, you, yeah. either you, you live under the impression of the government or you live under the oppression of uh, the radicals.
1: Yep. And, and man, it's just, you know, being in America that I get to protect my myself and my family and not worry about everything else, you know it's, 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 well, you know I do worry about everything else, but, you know, that's just that, that, that feeling, you know, versus of, oh, crap, I'm on this side. Oh, you know, like, I got to follow what the government tells me to do. Yeah. I don't want to be on that side because, <laughs> you know, you know, they, they're, they're going to, they, they, those are, those people are too radical, you know, um, it just, it's, it's insane. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I mean it literally is our you know our founding fathers aren't gods. Uh you know how some people try to to maybe hold them on the pedestal but they are definitely uh you know hot you know they they they're definitely men that we should look up to because they saw everything that almost is happening now with uh you know government oppression back then, mm-hmm. you know those who give up uh security for a little bit of liber- liberty deserve neither you know and and that's what a lot of people are asking for and that's i mean that and that's what's going to happen and we're going to be talking about it later uh but you know if if i'm not a humongous trump fan but i know what i'm going to get for biden he's already said he's got it on his you know uh campaign website that he is going to outlaw assault you know what he calls assault weapons he's going to stop online gun sales online ammo uh, and he's going to start a national registration, and registration does lead to confiscation.
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's um, and and, and like what I said, man, I'm I'm going back to you know, and I I I I keep saying, man, it's like your freedom is everything. You know, it's it's like, it, 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 I guess that's the consequence of too much freedom. And we don't get to appreciate what we have, you know, and that's what a lot of Americans that I, that I see right now is they don't appreciate what we have versus, you know, us immigrants that, you know, I mean, it's just, think about it. Why do a lot of people want to immigrate in, in America? And then it's, it's, it's because it's the greatest country in the world. And then we have Americans here are very ungrateful. And they say that this country is horrible, but never really felt what a horrible country is you know and and I guess it's just a lack of appreciation and, and, and you know, it, it's Man it, it, if if people would just live in poverty like real poverty, okay <laughs> You know like I did you know, I, I had times You know when I was in the Philippines, we we were so poor that we could not afford meat that would we would cook rice using coal, you know, yep. and because we can't afford gas, you know, or propane. You know, we would cook everything in coal, not like the coal that you guys, we have here. We have coconut coal. Um, you know, we would cook our rice there and we, we could not afford meat. So we would just put soy sauce on top of our rice or salt to give it a flavor. You know, I came in this, you know, I came, when I came to America, I was like 110 pounds. Then two years later, too much burgers. I'm like one fifty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's 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 um, the lack of hardship in life, and the, the, again, you know, the the everything that 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 you you we we get here in America is just not appreciated. You know, and man, we should be happy that we have all these freedoms, and we should be happy that that. That there's that separation between you know people and the government, but why would you want the government to control your life? You know, it's just like blows my mind.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> it blows man.
1: my fucking mind all the time. I was like, you hate our, you know, you hate Trump too much. But what if he goes radical? But you're still willing to give away your guns away. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then on top of that, you you don't want cops. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, I was like, man, are you guys even thinking about this shit? You yeah. know, it's, 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 it blows my mind, man. You know, I live, I don't live, you know, in Huntsville, Huntsville. I live north Huntsville, which is Tony, which is, you know, we're out, out a little bit, you know, out in the country. But, you know, it's like when you call the cops, the cops don't arrive till like, 25 30 minutes you know and, yeah. and you you you're you're you are your first responder you know it's it's but no
0: <laughs> yeah personal responsibility yep well before we start getting too much into politics uh let me go ahead and wrap up some good news with daniel defense is uh teaming up with the American suppressor association and they are selling t-shirts that says cans, not bands. Uh, So the American suppressor association obviously is kind of like the NRA, but they specifically, and I shouldn't even fucking say NRA. They're the FPC of just suppressors. And their uh, huge push is to get suppressors off of the NFA. So you don't have to pay the government a $200 tax stamp. Uh, $200 mm-hmm. tax uh, just to own a firearms accessory. Uh, and yep. it's pretty cool t-shirt, honestly. You can get them on DanielDeFets.com. Uh, they are twenty five ninety nine. They go all the way from small to 3X. And 10% of the sale goes to the American Suppressor Association. So good on Daniel Defense for doing that. Yeah. Well... Now that we've gotten all that good feely shit out of the way, let's start getting into some of the two main stories that we're going to be talking about. And that is going to be uh, the Biden-Kamala Harris push uh, to impose gun control. Now, I was stating earlier, I mean, Biden has already put on his campaign website that his Uh, action for gun legislation is to uh, ban all assault weapons from being made further. Uh, He wants to have gun buybacks and register firearms. And he wants to ban all online sales of firearms, gun parts, and ammunition. Basically, in a sense, trying to get rid of firearms. So if you you have a spring go out in your AR-15, you are unable to get a replacement from Brownells or Midway USA or wherever the fuck you want to get them from. Uh, And Kamala Harris herself. And I'm telling you, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I will say that if Biden is elected, he is not going to finish out his four year term. Kamala Harris will become the president because she has been noted on a popular uh, news show saying that she will take an executive action on gun control. So, Vice presidents can't take executive action. Only presidents can. So that just goes to lead further and further into thinking that is their plan to do that. Uh, they're going to, and a great, great article, if you want to, go look on GAT Daily. Uh, and the title of it is 2020 Election Gun Control Analysis. This was written by Caleb Giddings uh, two days ago, October 29th. And he has it, you know, broke down what he want, you know, what Biden is Said in his own campaign website what he's going to do uh, for gun control. Uh, He's going to have, you know, the quote unquote universal background checks to where if I wanted to buy, you know, your gun check, we'd have to go down to the local police department to where we can get a background check run. uh, And we'd probably have to pay another 20, you know, depending on whatever. Uh, you know the police department or sheriff's office wants to charge, so that's a, yet another tax on our Second Amendment rights. Uh, mm-hmm. They want to make national red flag laws, which we've seen the disaster that has oh, on people. Very dangerous. Oh, it's so fucking dangerous, uh, so fucking dangerous. And we've and and going into what uh, politicians are gonna are gonna say, and this kind of goes into it. You know the uh, cul-de-sac, cul-de-sac, uh, commando couple. From the M- McCloskeys in St. Louis, you know mm-hmm. they were charged. Uh, they were not charged by the police. They were uh, told by the governor that you know he's going to pardon them if they do f- are found guilty. But the district attorney there, uh, who is a Democrat, uh, mm-hmm. she you know brought it up before the grand jury, and uh, they were charged with uh, unlawful use of a weapon and tampering with evidence. Now I will tell you this. Uh, Wait a you know, I, I've i said it on the podcast before. Jack, I think I've said this to you. I'm in law enforcement uh, myself. So I can tell you right now, anything that is brought before a grand jury, the district attorney basically state, you know, through their own uh, presenting evidence, because, you know, a defendant does not have the opportunity to defend themselves in a grand jury. It's basically just a district attorney showing whatever evidence they want to show mm-hmm. to get an indictment. So she yep. showed exactly what she wanted to show to make an example out of these two, and I mean they were, you know, they spoke at the the RNC uh, a few weeks ago, and that just put another humongous target on their back. So, uh, you know, the politicians are out there to infringe upon your rights, and mm-hmm. honestly, they can have an R behind their name just like they can have a D, but mm-hmm. you got to be be wary of every politician uh, that. <sighs> does not strongly come out and support and say that they are pro second amendment. And then even then you still need to go behind and check everything that they're doing because politicians will say anything to get your vote. Um, yep. so, I mean, it just get, go out there, become informed. Uh, yep. there are thousands, you know, hundreds of thousands, uh, of new farms owners out there because of this whole, uh, civil unrest because of COVID. Uh, yep. they are now voters I hope that they are seeing that how important it is to have firearms ownership and that they take that to, you know, to their uh, ballot, you know, November 3rd and they vote for a, you know, Second Amendment candidate. That's all I can say.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, you just take what's happening right now. It's happening around the world, you know, and then we we here in America. Have the right to actually get one to protect ourselves think about think about my country what if there's like civil unrest over there you know think about that you know you literally have nothing to protect yourself but a kitchen knife you know it's 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 you know think about what's going on over here and that's also happening in other countries but you don't have you don't have any choice you know it's 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 insane
0: And I will say also, uh, you know, talking about Biden and and Harris, uh, they have both stated that they are not denying that they're going to pack the Supreme Court. You know, there's no constitutional amendment that says how many Supreme Court justices they're supposed to be. And this is actually a ploy, uh, a tactic from other previous uh, Democratic candidates. Uh, FDR uh, infamously did this when uh, a lot of the New Deal was considered unconstitutional, and the Supreme Court kept striking it down. So uh, FDR was going to pack the court and basically null and voided uh, the Supreme Court's ability to do what they're supposed to do, which is be a check in the balances of the government. Uh, yep. So, you know, who knows what Biden will do or Harris will do once they are elected, if they are elected. Hopefully, I mean, I'm just going to say, you know, there's there was other Democratic candidates on uh, in the primaries that actually I would have been interested in voting for over Trump, uh, but mm-hmm. this is the shit sandwich that we got. Uh, yeah, exactly. Do you prefer uh, brown side? You know, the the shit, the the brown shit or the green shit? It doesn't matter. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, it's it's you know, it's it's the same thing. You know, um, you know, I, I I'm conservative. When it comes to ideas, you know, I was raised that way, but, you know, the way, you know, when you're put in, in this situation, you know, like I, I'm, I'm always going li- to lean towards the right, you know, it's just because of the ideas they have on the other side. It's just, it just doesn't, I just don't like it. It doesn't fit me. It's just, they're all about control versus, you know, uh, me being get to decide to do whatever I want on my on this side now I'm not saying that the right does the same thing I'm not and they're all politicians but you know it's just you know they're just things that you know when you compare it you know the other side is pro-abortion I'm not you know and they're they're pro uh, looting and riots and burning cities versus law and order it's just you know if you you know if i was if you want to think about it i don't want to be in that side you know <laughs> it's just like they hate guns and this is what, what i feed my family you know obviously you know i'm gonna be biased on one side
0: <laughs> yeah Well, and let's start getting into the uh, next topic. Still, kind of goes along the lines of politics, but QLLC, which is the, I guess, like you could call them the mother company of the Hunter Badger Ordnance, uh, you know, pistol. uh, They have released a. Uh, cease and desist letter from the ATF stating that their Honey Badger ordinance pistol uh, is considered an SBR and that they are to stop making it completely. Uh, Now, there's been a lot of shit going on with this on social media, and it seems like you uh, see different shit on every page that you look at. Um mm. something that interested me is that this was released about a week or a week and a half ago but this letter was actually dated I want to say uh it was dated the August late August so yep. the fact that they just now released this video uh makes me you know it makes me wonder what the the motive is that QLLC actually has uh, in releasing the video, you know, releasing the letter. Um, I obviously believe wholeheartedly that uh, the NFA should be abolished. I'm just going to flat out fucking say it. Uh, you oh, know yeah. Everybody Absolutely. should have everybody should have SBRs and short-barreled shotguns and suppressors and everything. Uh, but, Absolutely. you know this is the bullshit we have to do to get around uh, some of those bullshit laws to have the firearms that we want and the modularity that we like. So uh, SBA-3 uh, has, you know, SB Tactical uh, has the SBA-3 Mm. out. They are kind of the uh the leaders of the pistol brace you know sig came out with the pistol brace uh but it was stationary uh but then sb tactical came out the sba3 that can be adjusted and use a uh, rifle buffer tube on the pistol Uh, and they came out and stated that they have not received any letters from the atf and now the big thing with the pistol brace is, uh, either the design. Uh, I've seen something where somebody was talking about the length of pull from the trigger, uh, to the, uh, brace fully extended. And also I've seen it to where they were talking about how the, the farm itself was actually marketed, uh, because it's all about intent, uh, and design. And, you know, the bullshit that the ATF actually came out with in regards to pistol braces is they, and, and I'll tell you right now, there's some dumbass. Uh, judge politicians in Alabama that said this exact same fucking wording uh, when it came to illegal bingo machines, uh, but they said I will know uh, SBR when I see it. That's not really fucking clear for, you know, you're a business owner uh, in the firearms industry you know, that is not really fucking clear on how you can operate your business and what you can do uh, when you make products or modify products or anything like that.
1: Yep. It's, they're just giving themselves excuses to do something. And that's and, what you can never trust them.
0: Yeah. And I will give props. There are uh, there was a, a letter released by uh, Florida Congressman Matt Goetz. Uh, it was co-signed by three other politicians, uh, and his letter uh, basically just Fucking blasted the ATF and stated uh, that the fact that they are going after this company uh, is, you know, an affront to not only just the Second Amendment, but just to private business, uh, and also how the ATF has not given clear, let you know, clear, uh, uh, concise language in how these firearms accessory manufacturers can uh, produce their products, and then second off. You know, he's or thirdly, I should guess you should say, is that he stated that the ATF, uh, it is not their purpose in the government to make law, which is this is what they're doing. They're making law. Uh huh. So, uh, that's good on him. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, just fucking horseshit. You know, I mean, the ATF, uh, I, am not a humongous fan, obviously. Uh, they have done some shady shit. Uh, you know we've talked you know before about uh, on the gun culture segment the the whole Waco uh, deal that you know the the yep. uh, shit on at or uh, Netflix and all yeah. that. so uh, it, it's pretty crazy. and you know something else is that when the ATF did their shit with the bump stock, uh, you know yep. they did not give any sort of compensation to the owners of the bump stock. You know, they just said, destroy your shit or form one it as a machine gun. And they did not give any financial compensation for it. And they're not doing the same thing for this. And, you know, a honey badger uh, ordinance pistol cost a shit ton more than a bump stock. Uh, yep. So yeah, damn honey badgers come out and said to their customers, you either need to take off the upper and transfer the lower, so you're not, you know, prosecuted with constructive intent, uh, or you need to form one it. So it's just, you know, a bunch of horseshit. I can't believe oh, yeah. that they get away with this stuff. And actually, I will say that they are starting to feel some backlash. I, it was reported today on Breitbart that the White House mm-hmm. is investigating the ATF uh, in their recent decision on honey badger or honey badger ordinance. Uh, so hopefully, uh, you know, the white house, again, I have mixed feelings on Trump. Uh, he's kind of the one that threw the bump stocks under the bridge, you know, under uh-huh. the bus, under the bridge, whatever you mm-hmm. want to fucking call it. Uh, but he seems to, uh, be listening to people and listening to the voters and in regards to this. Um, and I'm telling you, this is a hill I think gun owners are willing to die on, you know, bump stocks was kind of a, stu- you know, a dumb gimmick. Um, but it kind of opened the door for shit like this. It opened the door for the ATF to just change their mind on firearms accessories. Uh, mm-hmm. but I think we as gun owners, this is a hill that we're willing to die on because this is a functional common firearms accessory.
1: Yep. And like I mean, what I said, if you give that away, they're going to come for another thing. It's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's what, that's what they do. You just always come for the next thing.
0: I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sure you probably own some firearms with pistol braces on them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I have multiple that has that, you know. Uh-huh. And and I can't, you know, shell out, uh, you know, 800 hundred to $1,000 or however much it is for, for the Form 1 tax stamp. You know, shell that out and then wait months to get my own firearms back that I already purchased, that I've already owned, that I've already shot. You know, yeah. that's just stupid. I mean –
1: yeah, it's it's stupid. I mean, you know, I have an SBR myself. I waited a year for for my stamp. You know, it's like you're just doing a background check, you know. If you really just want our money. I mean, I hate paying it, but I'll pay it, but really I have to wait to do this shit, you know? It's it's um you know, I, I, it's it's I I think it's it's ridiculous. It's just same thing with suppressors, you know. I, I'm good friends with One of the guys that rugged suppressors and it's, it's insane. You know, it's, it's, it's trying to hinder you from obtaining something. That's
0: all it is. And a right delayed is a right denied. I mean, that is the bottom line. Mm
1: -hmm. Exactly.
0: Well, exactly. That is going to be it for the main segment. And I will say, before we start getting on into the gun gear news and reviews, I do want to mention uh, one of the sponsors that we have, Cold War Concealment. If you're looking for a nice uh, Kydex holster, check out Cold War Concealment. Cliff is a good guy. He makes great products. Uh, he makes good quality products, and he doesn't charge a whole fucking lot. Uh, you know, if you're looking for, uh, you know, something fancy like a TXC holster, you're going to be looking around 100 bucks for that uh with cliff at Cold War concealment you're gonna be looking around the same thing for fifty bucks, you know, around fifty bucks depending on what you're getting. Uh and I'm assuming, you know, Jack that you use uh primarily Kydex holsters. Yep. Yep. Uh what companies do you like to use?
1: Well you know I have multiple holsters. Um you know all throughout the years I've collected a lot of them. Um you know I have Obviously, I have Tier X arms. I have Tier 1 concealed. Um, I have, you know, uh, I'm a big supporter of FS Tactical. Um, he's there. Close to you, by the way. Alabama boy, too. Raleigh yeah. Fan.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I, you see his holster as well. Um, there's a bunch of guys that I like as well. Uh, I, I think there's a lot more options, which is good. Um, but um, I've never had, you know, uh, your guy. I've never bought his holster but I'm always up for you know changing and you know try out different holsters
0: and i will say the good thing about cliff is that he started doing this he's one of the first guys that i i started seeing doing this is that he started really doing a lot of more custom work on the the holster itself uh whereas uh ordering a holster and you can get because i use for all my stuff unless i'm carrying concealed all my stuff i use the uh, safari Link qls uh and so you know if you want that on your uh, Kydex holster he can do that for you Uh, if you want some little things adjusted changed here and there he can do that for you so just go ahead and check out cliff at core concealment.com or check him out on Facebook or Instagram
1: like back today no more regretting the shit that i done and i cannot control from the past fuck if i fail i don't care if you judge me i swear that i'm taking a chance fuck you only live once I
0: swear on my all right I let's go ahead and start getting fight. into the gun gear news and reviews and before we start getting into that uh jake have you bought any uh gear or uh any kind of firearms recently that you want to talk about or you think that's pretty fucking cool or is there something that's come out that is kind of caught your eye
1: um yes actually i do um the new Enforce, um, Wild yes. Two. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, you know, I've, I've had Enforce, I've had, um, the APL, the APL and the APLC. Um, you know, I got to say that the, qu- the quality was horrible. Um, and obviously they didn't have enough lumens, but g- g- this new Wild Two, you know, it's almost the same size as the X 300. You know, I have, I I actually I just did a comparison between the New Taylor 1HL one HL with a thousand lumens, um, I think uh twenty thousand candelas to it and then uh the X three hundred with um a thousand lumens or eleven thousand lumens and then compared it with the Wild Two, which is a thousand lumens and and twenty five K candelas, you know, um and then the new aluminum casing or or you know, uh that they, they're they're starting to use. Um, I think it's a big huge improvement, you know, um, I really, really like it and Um, it's bright as hell too. And it's a step up for enforce, you know, um, they're actually one of the You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to say yet I'm not playing any favorites and all Um, but they were also one of the the sponsors for our fundraiser. So, um, they're really good guys out there in Enforce and this is definitely a step up of their product as of you know um um lumens and quality and candelas because you know i've always been a not i'm not a big fan i mean i'm a fan of x300 surefire X300. i have a couple of them but i've always been a a taylor one hl guy you know um i love that light for the size of it. I just could not carry the X300. It's just too big for me. You know, I'm 5'4". <laughs> it's like carrying inside a waistband with the X300 just could not fit me. So, um yeah. clr one was my thing. But now, you know, um in the new Wild too, you know. Um some of the guys that, you know, it's the holsters are not available yet. There's only a few companies and they're still waiting on molds for it and um once it's out there I might get me and I'll try carrying it. But, dude, that light is bright as hell. Insanely bright. Like, in the crazy part of it, the runtime is about the same.
0: Yeah, that's what you I noticed.
1: Know? Yeah, the same runtime, um, same batteries. You know, it's just like, huh. It, it was uh, the wild two is definitely a step up.
0: Absolutely. As of
1: guns, you know, as of guns. Um, man, I I I, you know, I, buy, I buy all the time. That's the beauty of, that's the that's my sickness about being an FFL because you know, you know my shop my shop is just you know basically my my home address. <laughs> yeah, you know, I have a shop around my house, so I I want to if I wanted a gun, you know, I would just buy it and get shipped to the house. <laughs> so, um you know, um, most recent purchase. Um, I have, you know, I bought a CZ PO7, PO1, sorry, not PO7, uh, PO1, love that. Um, I also bought a, um, an Archon Type B. Um, that gun is just beautiful. I mean, it, it runs like the Glock, you know, um, very great in ergonomics. Um, those, 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 it's just, the, that, that, that gun is just different in general although I hate to melt the frame because it just melts horribly but <laughs> you know <laughs> um, as a performance it performs when you know great um, but other than that um, I haven't really bought anything else I've been finishing a lot of like personal projects um, it should the video should be out here soon um, I did this pretty dope build one-of-a-kind crazy build um um because i can't say anything about it yet but <laughs> it's pretty dope uh i uh, same i did another build with um killer innovations um we did the whole build for killer innovations that comes out gonna be sick too it's not out yet but um i can't share po- i can't share pictures of it as well but you know um i have some some of some shit to look forward to yeah yeah absolutely you know obviously it'll be posted on, you know, on social media.
0: Awesome. Well, yeah, you know, speaking of uh, shit wanting to buy, uh, you know, I was actually going to head up to North Alabama uh, Saturday and uh, (laughs) I, yep, I was going to head up towards around trustful and uh, I was for some, you know, ammo being short and I'm wanting to get into PRS. So I was wanting to get a a Ruger precision rim fire to, to kind of, uh, you know, I, I, 22 ammo still around here is, is plenty plentiful. Uh, yeah. and it's cheap, you know, to get into it. So you can just start learning some, some of the basic fundamentals of PRS shooting. And, uh, I found this one shop up in trustful that had, or around trustful I'm not going to say the exact city it's in, cause I'm not going to, even though I should fucking dime it out, I'm not going to, um, it was a, uh, I had it for a great sale, 400 bucks. And so I was like, all right, call Wednesday, confirmed it. They said, yeah. And I said, all right, man, like I'm going to be there uh, Saturday when I get off work. Uh, You know, that's my only free day. I said, I'll be there Saturday. Could you put a hold on it for me? And he said, yes. Now, this motherfucker would ask me, you know, put like 50 bucks down or can you pay for it over the phone? So that way you put your name on it. I'd have fucking done it because, I mean, in my mind, I was going to go buy that fucking gun. And they didn't open till 10. Uh, on Saturday and that's when hurricane Delta was coming through and the fucking rain and wind was, was fucking horrible here. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to, you know, drive all that way in this rain and then not have it. So, I mean, I got my ass up early. It would have been a little over a three hour round trip. Uh, from me to that gun store and back. And, uh, I was going to want to leave early so I can get there by the time they open. But something told me, you know, fucking wait till they open up and call them and check and see if they got it. And sure as shit, I called them, uh, five minutes after 10. And I asked him, I was like, Hey, you know, I called uh, Wednesday. I was wanting that, uh, Ruger precision rim fire. I was going to start heading that way up, but I just wanted to check and make sure y'all had it before I drove up there in this fucking weather. And it was like, oh, man, yeah, some guy. Yeah, I remember you. Some guy from Dothan came up and got it. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. You know, it's, you know, and it's like I've told people if he didn't tell me that, you know, he'd hold it for me. I wouldn't be so irked about it. But, you know, I I understand guys got to make business, you know, make money in a business and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, if you tell somebody you're going to hold it for them, that's what I expect. But uh, I oh, yeah. found some some Peltor uh, contact, uh, you know, heads, you know, hearing protection with a push to talk mic for two ninety, and I think I'm gonna go ahead and get that instead, uh, because that is a fucking insanely killer deal on those uh, for some you know good over the year hearing protection. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. Talking about some stuff that has come out. Uh, Gray Man Tactical has released a, a couple of accessories for their seat pack or seat back RMP. Uh, on this, you can get a tough hook kit for a plate carrier, and also a helmet rack kit. Uh, so I mean, this is pretty good because I, uh, you know, I keep body armor, uh, plate carrier and helmet inside my vehicle at all times. Uh, not only just for work, but just for, you never know if shit's going to happen. If there's an active shooter situation, uh, because of my job, you're kind of fucking expected to go to shit. You know, if you don't have your family with you. Uh, so, you know, especially with the shit's going on, you just never know what's going to happen. Uh, and, you know, right now uh, in my uh, vehicle, just my plate carriers just kind of like, sw- you know, slung over the headrest. Uh, you know, the back of it is on the back, uh, you know, is what my back's touching when I'm when I'm sitting in the vehicle. And the front's just kind of, you know, slung over the back, just kind of dangling. And my, uh, AC, you know, my ACH, my helmet is just kind of stuck underneath uh, my Back seat, but if you saw on my social media earlier this week a fucking fire extinguisher went off inside of my truck and that <laughs> fucking powdery shit got everywhere it's it was fucking everywhere i mean i had to clean out my shotgun and that took almost the entire alabama game for me to clean all that shit out of the shotgun i had to break it down to the bare minimum And I still have some of that shit on my ACH and I hadn't really, you know, took the pads out and cleaned it yet or anything. So, uh, you know, it makes me think like if I had some shit like this, it would be a little bit easier uh, to, you know, kind of hang up. And and maybe it wouldn't have been in the blast radius because, you know, I had that fucking uh, fire extinguisher tucked underneath my seat, too. And and a uh, box uh, of copy paper fell on it and it just broke that fucking safety pin and pushed the handle. And, uh, so it just was like a direct hit into my ACH and, uh, all my shit there. So, uh, I mean the, like the actual rackets, the seat back rack, uh, you're looking at, uh, you're looking at 158, Uh, and then when you're looking at the plate carrier hook and you're looking at the, uh, the helmet rack, the helmet racks, an extra 40 bucks. And then the, uh, actual little plate carrier, uh, attachment is 70 bucks. So you're looking for around, you know, say 300 bucks for this. Uh, but what's cool about it is that, you know, it's almost like Molly. You can also attach pouches to it. Uh, so that way you can have, you know, either like a IFAC, you know, cause most people are going to, Roll up on a, a car accident where somebody's gonna need some first aid uh, over an actual like active shooter situation. So you can put like a IFAC on there and not having like a med kit just jangling around in the fucking your vehicle, uh, taking up space. Uh, you can put like an extra couple of magazines there for your rifle or your uh, pistol, whatever it may be. So that's coming from that came out from uh, Grayman Tactical, pretty cool. Check them out. And this other thing that I found, uh, it's pretty fucking cool. And it's pretty simple. Uh, if you have, if you're looking for a, you know, a way to kind of, uh, I-, I call it like, you know, your uh, room gun. You know, people got a bathroom gun. People got a laundry gun. You know, where the fuck it may be. Uh, look at something called redneck rifle hangers. Uh, these things are pretty fucking nifty. Uh, it's basically just a steel rod that's bent uh, to hold a, uh, uh, like an AR. Type rifle or like an AK type rifle. Uh, It is $27.99. It's not bad. Buy two or more, you get free shipping. Uh, They also have bulk orders. And honestly, if you fish, this reminds me of those like rod holders that you stick in the ground. Uh, It's pretty fucking cool. Uh, It's got like a little loop on the end. So you can actually literally hang this in your, uh, like your, closet uh, or you can hang it in your shop. Uh, to me, I actually think this may be a good product for people that does Cerakoting. Uh It looks like it would be a, you know, a good application for that. And it looks, I mean, you know, it uses the weight of the rifle, the way this little metal pipe is bent, uh, that it hangs it on there. And for 28 bucks, it's not that bad. Uh, so redneck rifle hangers. Uh, so, with that, that's going to end the Gun Gear news and reviews section. Let's go on and start getting into the gun culture segment and start wrapping the show up. now uh we do something here jet called the gun culture segment and this is where we talk about guns in uh, movies games books whatever it may be uh, and you're about the same age as me and since you lived in the Philippines growing up uh, you know obviously you had a different childhood than me but growing up in kind of like a, a 90s kid especially you know some of the action movies that came out that time, Uh, Some of the things that come up in mind are obviously like RoboCop, Lethal Weapon, Mm -hmm. Die Hard, and Beverly Hills Cop. And what we're talking about tonight is Beverly Hills Cop, the original 1984 version with Eddie Murphy. And we're going to be talking about some of the interesting guns in there. Uh, You know, if you haven't seen Beverly Hills Cop, stop what you're fucking doing and go check them out. Uh, I think Beverly Hills Cop, uh, they was on Netflix Uh, I believe it is still on there, Uh, but there is a total of three movies and the first two are the best in my opinion, Uh, but it's Eddie Murphy is basically a Detroit cop and he goes to investigate a friend's murder out in Beverly Hills. And what's pretty interesting about this movie is that it has a uh, prominent use of the Browning high power. You know, when you think of 80s cop movies, what do you mainly think of? a 92 or a revolver. Uh, but Eddie Murphy, who plays uh, Axel Foley, uh, his firearm that he uses is a Browning High Power. Uh-huh. That's pretty fucking cool. I, I, you know, I got one myself. I'm a huge fan of the Browning High Powers. Uh, some other guns that they have in there is a Smith & Wesson 639 and a Colt MK4 Series. And, obviously, those are kind going to be uh, the more traditional uh, six shooters. Where we start having the cult detective specials in there. Uh, you also have the Smith & Wesson Model 19 snub nose. Uh, you also have the Model 629s. Uh, just fucking revolvers galore in this fucking TV show. Uh, but then also you have, uh, like, an Ithaca 37 uh, shotgun, pump shotgun, and a sawed-off double-barrel shotgun, just generic and uh, Smith and Wesson Model 3000, twelve uh, gauge shotgun. That's a pretty interesting little shotgun back there. Uh, and then you have uh, you know Uzis and, and shit like that. But uh, to me, Beverly Hills Cop is a great kind of shoot 'em up action movie. It's also very funny. It's a one of Eddie Murphy's best roles in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Before he started becoming really mainstream, uh, this is back when he was really also you know known as a stand-up comedian uh so i mean i'm sure you've seen beverly hills cop
1: um i'm i'm pretty sure i i've seen it i, I just cannot remember it <laughs> you know Shit. in the philippines we, we we were very you know U- usa uh influenced so a lot of our movies even our news and you know um that's why uh, the, the philippines is you know it, r- it speaks really really good english yeah you know y- you know um that's why a lot of you know a lot of your call centers, you know, after hours are from the Philippines. So, um, so because we are barely, you know, highly influenced by the United States.
0: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. well jack that is going to uh end the show i greatly appreciate you coming on and if Thanks you haven't go ahead and check out rocket city stippling and if you are looking to goose you up your glock or whatever firearm that you have check them out i'm telling you uh it's amazing work and like i said earlier it's functional aesthetics it's beautiful uh but it looks like it is very functional and actually enhances your use of the firearm
1: yep you said you have a Glock forty three, right, or X yeah. forty
0: eight? Uh, yeah. I got the Glock forty three X. That was one of my recent purchases.
1: Yeah, yeah. Send it over, man. We'll hook you
0: up. You Hell know. yeah, man. I'll reach out to you.
1: Yeah, just hit me up whenever you're ready to kind of let it go. You know, um, you know. Obviously, it won't be, at, you know, right now. Right now, um, I'm so, you know, I'm not even taking any more orders at this point. I'm just fully booked. Um. I'm barely catching up and my lead times are just getting longer and longer. So I, I that's why I'm I'm not even taking any more orders But you know when it slows down a little bit, you know, um, you know, definitely hit me up and then uh, You get to see it from yourself or you know, whenever you get time to come by here up north Alabama and you know get to see some sample work
0: Hell yeah, man. I go up there uh, at least a couple times a year just for the rocket museum, man. That shit, it, that's, that is a treasure un of itself right there in Huntsville. And then yep. a lot of people don't realize, uh, that the FBI ballistic research facility is based out of Redstone Arsenal. Uh, they yep. moved it from Quantico to, uh, the Redstone Arsenal in Huntsville. And I know, uh, one of the, uh, agents there. So, uh, he's been offering me a, a tour cause I'm, I'm a humongous ballistic. I'm a humongous ballistics nerd. And, uh, uh, he's offered me a field trip there to kind of see what they do. So,
1: yep. Well, if, uh, like what I said, every you know, this is what I do. So, uh, whenever you come up here, just let me know, man. Well, you can grab lunch or something. Grab beer Absolutely, or man.
0: Whatever. Absolutely, man. All right, man. I'll talk to you later.
1: Well, uh, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Have Peace a good out. one. White, see a shit like my last name with Kennedy. Stay killin' shit like shit. is name Kennedy. friend of me, enemy. Say the half you pretend to be. Only percentage of what I let your fuck niggas be. Sixes all like her Patties with Jelly Bean. Built different. What you see in my damn enemy bitch. When I wake up, I go straight to the weed man. I just need this smoke. Eh. Then I get up and go straight to the
0: liquor. So bottle of what? well guys that was our interview with jack from rocket city stippling it was a great interview i had a fucking blast talking to him i hope you guys go check him out check him out on his facebook and his instagram and if you're looking to get some work done go ahead and check out his website at rocketcitystippling.com so with that let's go ahead and start wrapping this up if you haven't already go ahead and hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this that is the best way to keep up when new shows come out also go ahead and leave us a review if you can It is the best way for people to find gun related content whenever they're looking for shit on their podcast platforms also go ahead and check us out on social media we're on Facebook at the number 2A Lifestyle and on Facebook too is spelled out T-W-O-A Lifestyle and check out our website 2ALifestyle.com we got some cool shit going on there and check us out on patreon if you give us anything we greatly appreciate it like i said everything that we get on patreon goes directly back into this uh um podcast goes back into our social media to give you guys a better product if you also if you have some uh suggestions on who you'd like to hear on the podcast next uh or if you have any suggestions on some shit we should talk about reach out to us on social media either facebook or instagram send us a dm and we will look into it and uh who knows you might have a fucking uh show about your idea you never know but with that let's go ahead and wrap this show up i appreciate y'all for listening. Listening again. See you guys in two weeks. And until then, keep on enjoying that 2A lifestyle. got down. I fucking my kidney. And my liver. If I let it kill me, my mama my feelings if I father to kill me.